Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, uh, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello there. Welcome to session 114 of Selling the Couch. Today's podcast conversation is a really practical conversation. I wanted to have this conversation and just talk about this topic because I feel like this is something many of us struggle with, which is this idea of how do you move potential clients or folks that are calling our practices? How do you move them? and gradually move them in in a way that that feels good and right? How do you move them into actual clients that are working with you? My guest is Dr. Dory Goddard. Dory is a licensed psychologist up in Connecticut. She has a group practice. She also does sees clients on clients as well. And she also provides coaching and consulting services to therapists as well. And Dory and I have connected through a mutual friend And I just thought Dory just has a wealth of knowledge. And I was like, what should I have her talk about? And I just thought, you know what, we should talk about this topic, because I know that a lot of us struggle with this. And and it brings up a lot of fear and anxiety. And what do we say? What do we not say? And I thought we would just break it down. So today's conversation, we're just going to talk all about working through that initial nervousness or anxiety when a client calls. How do you hold that and still be present with clients? How do you respond to clients? What's the best time frame to respond to clients that Dory's found? What do you say? How do you respond if you have limited amount of time between sessions? Those kind of things. And then we just have an honest conversation about some of the things that Dory struggled with initially when she was trying to get clients and and some of the things she maybe said or or that maybe in in hindsight was not the the best way to say it or even things that she did or, or didn't do. And then we wrap up with something kind of fun, which is we just do a mock kind of thing where uh, I'm the client and I'm calling Dory for a session. And we do two scenarios. One, if I'm someone that has insurance and can accept insurance, and what does Dory do during that conversation? And then the second part is, what if you have a practice where you are out of network and you get a potential client calling you? And we do kind of a mock in that scenario. So I've never done something like that, and it was totally improvised. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Show notes to today's episode. Dory mentions uh, several things, and you can find the show notes at Selling the Couch dot com forward slash session and the number one one four before we do get to today's 
podcast session, I wanted to do a final thank you to Travis and the team over at Theranest for supporting this month's podcast. I'm so grateful for them. Theranest is affordable electronic health records. You guys should definitely check them out. It's very reasonably priced. A lot of quite amazing features, which I'll mention here later in the uh, session. But if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Theranest, you get 21 days absolutely free. And then after, if you do decide to sign on, you get 20% off for the first three months. That's just available to the Selling the Couch community. Hope you'll take advantage of that. So here's my conversation with Dr. Dory Goddard from DoryGoddard.com. Hi, Dory. Welcome to Selling the Couch. Hi, Melvin. Good morning. It's really good to be here. Yeah, no, it's good to connect. And uh, I'm excited because I feel like this is such a, a practical conversation, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. something that I think a lot of our colleagues struggle with, which is how to actually get folks that might be interested in our services when we do touch base with them. How do we actually move them from just callers or being interested into actual clients? Right. That's right. I think you're probably thinking the exact same thing (laughs) that I am. So I wanted to start just by exploring because I think for many of us, we have that initial nervous or anxiety, right? When a client calls, our minds are usually racing like, can I serve them? Are they going to be a good fit for me? What do I need to say, you know, for them to actually want to work with me? All of those things are going through our mind, right? Um, Right. But so for you, how do you hold all of those things that might be like the chattering mind, right? How do you hold that and still be present with the potential client? Well, that's a great question. And I think it also matters in private practice. I have a private practice and a group practice. But as far as private practice goes, just for myself, it also matters if you're taking insurance or if it's self-pay. You know, if, if it's an insurance person, they're usually, if you take their insurance, they're going to come to you. There's not a lot of that thinking about, am I going to be a good fit for them? They're pretty much, if you take, if they're calling you and you take their insurance, they're going to probably come. It's a little different for self-pay where, you know, there's a little bit more involved as far as making that connection and are they going to want to pay for your services and not use their insurance? And I think for me and for a lot of people, that's where more of the anxiety can come in when you know that you have to really present in a certain way for them to want to come to you and pay out of pocket. And for me, really, it's the all the the work in your own therapy as therapist in working on self worth and your confidence and that you really do have a lot to offer and really leaning into that knowing for yourself of your self worth. So that's the work on self that all of us as therapists have to do. And then there's all the practical pieces about how do you do it? How do you script? What do you say? And those kinds of things. And what do you put in place to make it easier? Yeah, I agree with that, man. You said a lot of really great stuff there. So I want to kind of break it down a little bit. So you distinguish between insurance and self-pay. So I don't know if this is true, but I'm like curious to hear your thoughts. So folks that are wanting to use insurance, let's say you have an insurance-based practice, is it is it generally true that they've maybe done the research, like they've looked at a Psychology Today profile, they've looked at a website, and more they're like, okay, you know, this person accepts whatever insurance, right? And now it's like almost like they're, it's more, the call is more of a formality, if that makes right. sense. 
That's right. It's more of a formality. It's really just setting the appointment. Got it. So it's a different mindset, right? From the client's perspective, perhaps. That's right. Okay. And then you distinguish between self-pay, which I think this is where a lot of our colleagues are interested in. So what do you do, like in a situation where someone's calling, you've got a private pay practice, right? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the things that you say during that conversation to help them help that person realize that you are the best fit for them and for them, private pay probably makes sense as well. There's a few different things that I do and say. One is a fast response. I've been really surprised by a lot of calls that I've gotten that I'm a call back within an hour person. And I've really been surprised by a lot of potential clients who have said, wow, thank you so much for getting back to me so quickly. I've left messages for other therapists who haven't even gotten back to me. And it's been days. So that's interesting to me. Yeah, that that is really interesting because there's something about like a sense of urgency for the client, right? And then it's like they're reaching out. And then there's that when a therapist reciprocates quickly, there's something powerful about that. There's something really powerful about that. And fast response time. These days, potential clients are calling three or four therapists and waiting for a call back. So you have to respond quickly these days in order to get that client. And it also shows that there's somebody who's responding quickly. They feel cared about. That's one. And two is how they get to you quickly. And this is what I mean. Not just calling and leaving a voicemail. I switched to live answer because I had a lot of hangups. And I think a lot of therapists I've talked to realize on their voicemails, there's a lot of hangups. They want to, potential clients want to talk to a live person when they're in anxiety or pain. They're not as looking forward to leaving a voicemail on a bunch of different voicemails. So, I mean, obviously you're in session or, you know, you're dealing more with the business side of things. So how do you provide that, that live? Did you end up hiring that out or what did you end up doing? I did. I hired a virtual receptionist and really reasonable. It's like $169 a month, which is a no brainer. Oh yeah. I mean, it's less than one session. Right. Exactly. And they're Monday through Friday, nine to five live answer. You can tell them how to answer your phone, how to script what they're saying, really caring, lovely people. And there's also voicemail attached to it for after hours. So it was a no brainer. And since I switched to live answer, I've had a lot more conversions. That's really interesting. Yeah. Do you mind sharing the company that you're using? And yep, it's conversational.com. Okay, I'll link it in the show notes. Very cool. Yeah. So them having a caring, kind, person to reach. And I have them asking, so what are you calling about today? And, you know, let me take down your information and we're going to match you up with the best therapist to meet your needs. And we'll have somebody get right back to you. And that's been a huge improvement in the conversions. Yeah, that's just, I mean, it's makes like practical sense, but it's also, I guess when we talk about it, it's kind of mind blowing, right? Right. Uh, And it sounds like clients reference that, like that being able to access you quickly, all of those things. Yeah, have a kind, caring person answering the phone and talking to them and letting them know somebody's going to call you back. All of that, it does a few different things. It gets them to stop calling other places. (laughs) They've now stopped because they've been taken care of. You can also actually, we don't do this right now, but you can have conversational schedule your clients for you. So they can even schedule them for you if you give them your schedule. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So for you, what do they do? So they'll take this initial call. 
you've kind of guided them and you've worked with them in terms of what to say, all of those things. And then once they make that appointment, what do they do? Do they let you know that, hey, we've got a potential client or how does that work? They email and text me the conversation, the message, which is great. Oh, that's so convenient. So convenient. So then what do you do after that? So then we call the client and we say, we see, you know, you're scheduled for this time and, you know, we're going to send you the intake and the paperwork and do you have any questions and please park on the street and have a seat in the waiting room. And we walk them through exactly visually what they need to do to get there. Because people get really anxious about I mean, where they're going, where they're parking, and we take all of that anxiety out for them and guiding them through exactly what's going to happen once they get to the office. Yeah, that's amazing. It's just, I would imagine just that step-by-step, very basic like process, right? That I imagine that alleviates a lot of anxiety and fear. It does. It really does. That's one avenue we take. The other avenue that we take, which has been amazing, I was really surprised as we offer on our website, you know, you have the call to action, the, the phone number. We have a way to also email us. People want to email and text option. Wow. Mm -hmm. They'll text like, hey, I'm interested in. Yes. A lot of people, especially at work in offices, like, you know, with cubicles, they don't want to be overheard calling, but they can text. That's so interesting, right? Because I think there's like such a little pearl of wisdom there, which is really important to understand the environment that our ideal clients are in, right? right? And what sort of medium they might use to reach out to us. So phone necessarily may not be the number one option. Right. And sometimes what I've found talking to a lot of people who work in corporations is they're not allowed to email on their personal email or use business email. So they really can't call. They might be overheard. They can't really use the email, but they can text. Very interesting. So then does a conversational get the texts or how does that work? That's separate from conversational. We have the text option on the website, which has a different phone number, obviously, than my cell phone number, but it comes to my cell phone or any one of our therapist's cell phones. And then what we do is we call, you know, we call them because we now have their phone number. Is there any sort of like back and forth exchange? Like when's the best time to call you? Do you text that back or anything? Or you just... We initially try to call because we want that person-to-person contact. If that doesn't work, we will send a text that says, hey, we just tried to reach you. When's the best time to reach you? Man, so many uh, little smart little strategies. With the second phone number, is there a certain like provider that you use or what's been helpful, good for you? That's a great question, Melvin, and we would need to ask my virtual assistant because she set it up. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Not a problem at all. We'll uh, again, we'll put it in the show notes once we figure right. that out. You know, I, I wanted to say just like us just going through this conversation, like I love the subtleties, you know, because I mean, we are talking about a lot of like little steps to do, but ultimately, I think it just comes back to the human connection, seeing the reason many of our clients call there and distressed, they're overwhelmed, they're stressed out. And what do we do in that moment to to ease that and to say that, hey, you know, I connect with your pain and I can help? Absolutely. That is what makes, especially with self-pay, it's that bond, that's that connection. It's the confidence that you're exuding that, yes, I can help you. I'm here. I've responded quickly. And a lot of times when people have, my experience has been, even if people have wanted to use their insurance, 
by the time we've gotten through with responding quickly, having live answer or texting back a couple times, they feel so good about the connection and the response that they've said, you know, I wanted to use my insurance, but I already feel so comfortable with you. I'm going to come to you. Yeah. So it's almost like a rapport has been built through those initial conversations, even before the actual first therapy session. That's right. Just shifting a little bit, what was something that you did initially in interacting or responding with potential clients that maybe in hindsight was not like the best, the most wise thing, either like in terms of time or just Mm -hmm. in terms of like how you were approaching it? Sure. Not responding quickly, definitely one of them. Well, how long were you waiting before you think? Sometimes I'd wait till like my lunch break. So I'd, you know, get a couple calls in the morning and wait till my lunch break. And a lot of times what I would hear is, you know, thank you for cutting back to me, but I've already found somebody else. Dory, I wanted to ask something just related to that. So conversational, they respond, right? And then whenever they send that text message, are you then responding between sessions? Is that generally how it works or what? I am. So I've started to allow a little bit more time in between my sessions to be able to do that. So how long are the sessions now? And what have you found? Like, what's that sort of time that you allow? I do 50 minute sessions. And I'm really, really good. I used to not be so good about sticking to 50 minutes. A lot of us aren't we go over. And I now I'm really, really good with sticking to the 50 minutes. And I can get one or two phone calls back in, and I'm even to say, look, you know, I'm responding to you. I don't have the time at this minute. Can I call you at 12 o'clock and let's really have a chat about what's going on for you? Right. So even it doesn't need to be an in-depth conversation. It's more a touching base conversation. Let's, it is worst case, let's plan for something. Let's, you know, like a, that right. where we actually have time. Right. Um, very cool. So you said the one big thing was not responding. Anything else that you felt like you were, was probably not like the most wise move? Yes. Calling back a lot of times you will get their voicemail. And what I have learned is not to leave a message saying, hey, this is Dr. Dory Gatter. Saw that you called. Why don't you give me a call back? That's way too open-ended. So I have learned that I call back and I say, I have these two appointment times, Monday at three, Thursday at four. Why don't you give me a call back and let me know which one works best for you? That way you're being uber clear and you're also setting your own, like maintaining your own boundaries as well. Right. And that they know that they can get that appointment. A lot of times people, you know, the back and forth and they're already in anxiety. They're already in some form of pain having to think, oh gosh, now I got to call her back. And if she's not there and I get her voicemail, like this is phone tag, that's way too long. So I guess this might be a silly question. So let's say that, I don't know, on a random morning, maybe you get three folks calling you, right, that are interested in services and you notice you've got, you know, this Monday, let's say Mondays at, I don't know, 2 and 3 p.m., right? Mm -hmm. So do you offer the 2 and 3 p.m. to all three clients or how does that work? I do. I do. And if somebody takes it and the other person calls and says, I want that, what I will say is, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That one just got filled. Here I have these two. Which one of these work best for you? Okay. So then you present some other potential options. I do. I also give them the option to email me because that's also an, sometimes an easier way of communicating that instead of the phone tag. So I will leave in my message. I can give you, you know, Monday at three and Thursday at four. And if you have any other questions, please email me at my email address. And here you go. Got it. So it's, it's making that, that process as easy and as flexible as possible. That's right. 
let's do a mock call. Okay. 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 So let's say that I'm a client, you know, and I'm presenting with insurance and I'm presenting without insurance. Okay. So two different scenarios here. Let's start with the insurance and then let's go from here. This is completely unscripted. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Go for it. Hi, is this uh, Dr. Goddard? Yes, it is. How, um, how are you doing? I'm good. What can I help you with today? You know, I've had a recent job loss, just struggling a lot with anxiety. I mean, I haven't lost a job yet, but they've pretty much said layoffs are coming and I'm going to be affected by this. And so having a lot of difficulty with sleeping, finding pretty irritable. I just felt like, you know, in the past when this has happened, I try to kind of deal with it on my own and I feel like maybe I should do something a little bit different. So just trying to be uh, deal with this because it's starting to already affect, you know, stuff like my sleep and my marriage and things like that. So, um, yeah, I was just interested in talking with someone. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it makes so much sense that you would start to feel anxious about something like that. The unknown is, is that can cause some anxiety. So I really get what you're saying. And I think it's great that you're reaching out and wanting to get some support and some help for what's going on. And I'm sure that one of our therapists, I have actually two in mind right now that really specialize in working with situational anxiety, I think would be great for you. And I'm happy to make an appointment with them, you know, for you so that you can really get started on, on getting some help with this so you can feel better. Okay, that sounds good. I guess, tell me, when are they available and, and what would these sessions look like? They are available. I have one therapist that's available in afternoons and some evening times. And then I have another therapist that's actually available weekends. So we want to make it really, really easy for you. So you're not stressed about making the appointment. And then sessions look like coming in for a 50 minute hour. And you're going to talk about a little bit about what's going on. And they're going to help you create a plan and work with you to really reduce your anxiety so that you can get through this time in an easier, more grounded way. Yeah, that sounds good. And I, I think just with everything at work, I, I probably need to be at work as much as possible. So I, I appreciate, you know, the weekend and the evening appointments. And then, you know, I've got insurance now. So, you know, I can use that. But maybe also I just, and this may be just, you know, my circumstance, but eventually, you know, I won't be able to use the insurance. So I was wondering if you could just tell me about one, you know, if you accept Blue Cross and... And then what would happen if I, you know, as I make that transition from, hopefully yep. I'll get a new job soon, but you know, as I make that transition. Sure. Absolutely. So we do have, like I said, a couple of our therapists that do accept Blue Cross. So that's not a problem. We can figure that out for you and get you all set up and have that work. And then what happens if you all of a sudden don't have your insurance is our therapist, we're here, we really want to make sure you're getting the help that you need. So we will work with you on some kind of a sliding scale. So it's affordable to you to be able to get your therapy. So I really wouldn't worry about that. Awesome. So I'm going to cut, you know, that was so good. Like, I think, you know, this was complete mock. I just felt like when you presented it, it was very clear, like almost like I had a path, you know, mm -hmm. and an expectation of what it would look like. You know, I have all of these fears around the insurance, the work schedule and all of those. And it just and the fact that you said, you know, you've got folks that are specialized that, that deal with this. Like it didn't make me I think for me, like I, I would feel like, okay, this isn't something that's just wrong with me. You know, like there's other folks that struggle with this. That's right. You're good at this. <laughs> 
Thanks. <laughs> so real quick, we're going to just do one more scenario. And this okay. would be like, kind of maybe someone that's thinking about insurance or, you know, has could use insurance, but right. maybe has some other options. And how do we actually maybe talk about private pay with them? Right. Um, I guess similar sort of scenario, but this might be maybe it's just I'm more of like an, a solopreneur, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Hi, is this Dr. Cotter? Yes, it is. Yes. What can I help you with today? I'm an entrepreneur and I've been, I think, struggling a lot with just depression. I think I've got quite a bit of projects. I'm, I'm actually developing an app, working on funding for that. And it's just been a lot to deal with. And I don't know if it's like depression or I don't even know if that's the word, but I just, just generally been feeling like I'm on this emotional roller coaster, you know, mm. and... Yeah, I could just use some help. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, when you're working for yourself with yourself and doing everything that you're doing, which is incredible, it makes sense that sometimes you're going to need support and help and guidance to get through whatever you need to get through to feel like you can be functioning at a high level, which it sounds like you do. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Because I, I just, I mean, to be honest, like, I think it's just getting to a point where it's starting to affect like my work and my creativity, you know, because I'm like, I just notice I don't have the energy I usually do. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think this sounds good in terms of like, trying to figure out, I think, how I can get that back. Right. Nope, that makes total sense. And, you know, what you're going through is really, really normal. And we have a couple of therapists here that specialize in working with people who own their own businesses and entrepreneurs and have backgrounds in the business world. And so really understand what it is that you're going through and can help you. So I'd be happy to, you know, set up an appointment with one of them for you so that you can get started and start to feel better. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I just, it's good to hear that, you know, you guys actually have folks that have a background in business and entrepreneurship, because I think there's just certain things that folks may not be able to understand. Right. Um, I wanted to just ask about like payment just so that we're clear on things. So sure. know, I've got my, you know, my health savings account. Mm -hmm. you know, I've got insurance through a spouse. My preference would be to use insurance, but I know done a little bit of research. So I know there's just challenges sometimes with that. But like, I guess, what are some of the options in terms of payment? And, and what would that look like? Okay, sure. So we are out of network with insurance. So what that means to you is that we require payment for sessions, and then we give you the appropriate paperwork to submit to your insurance for out of network mental health benefits. So you might want to check with them. My experience has been with some of the insurances is that they will cover anywhere from 50 to 80% out of network, depending on the plan. And so that's a question you may want to ask them. Okay. So it'll be basically, I should ask them, but generally they, most insurances cover around 50 to 80% of whatever I'm paying. And that's for the session. Is that right? That's right. And then for your convenience, we do accept checks, cash, credit cards, HSA cards. And what a lot of people do, depending on how much your insurance covers for out of network is, especially when you're an entrepreneur or you work for yourself, is people um, pay for their therapy. And then they're able to, you can also talk to your accountant about this. I actually do this myself, 
because I'm self-employed and to pay for my own therapy because I want a really experienced therapist. And most really experienced therapists at that point in their career often don't take insurance. So that's what I've found. And so with my accountant, we worked out that I write off my therapy as coaching, education, training. And so I do get the tax write-off for paying for my therapy. So you might want to look into that as well. So it sounds like some good options. So basically, first step, I need to touch base with my insurance provider if I want to go the insurance route and figure out what rates of reimbursement are and out of, and learn more about these out-of-network benefits. Correct. Yep. That would be the first thing I would do is call them and ask them that question. The question, the exact question to ask is, what do you reimburse for out-of-network mental health benefits? Okay. I'm going to write that down just so that I remember. Mm-hmm. And so you might want to check that out and give me a call back and let me know what they said, and then we can figure it out from there. And you also, you know, you might want to set up the appointment now. We can just pencil it in with a question mark so you have a time set up so that you're not, you know, missing out on a time when things get booked up. Would you like to do that? Yeah, I think that would be good. Maybe we can like book it out like a week just so that I can, you know, touch base with them. Sure. All right. That was awesome. Like, I love how you like seamlessly made that transition into out of network benefits Mm -hmm. and just talked about that in a way of like, it wasn't, you don't have insurance, I can't accept you. Or it wasn't a, well, let me tell you, you know, why you should pay private pay. Right. You know, right. That's a different, that almost, to me, I think the thing I've always struggled with is that is, I don't know if adversarial is a word, but it's felt more Mm -hmm. like, salesy in a way, maybe. Right. Yeah, there was something inauthentic about it. So I like the way you did that. Thank you. You're really good at this. You must have a lot of practice with this. (laughs) I do. I do. I have a lot of practice doing this. (laughs) Dory, you know, I'm grateful for you. I'm I'm grateful that Michael connected us. And yeah, me too. I'm just this was such a valuable session. And I know that folks will find this helpful. Tell us a little bit more about you and where we can learn more information about you. Sure. I'm in Connecticut. Like I said, I have a, my private practice and a group practice. And I also do coaching for therapists who have a private practice or a group practice. And the easiest way to find me is my website, which is drdorygatter.com. Awesome. And I will put that in the show notes. Uh, Dory, thank you again for doing this. Yeah, thank you, Melvin. This is fun. Your first podcast conversation, right? Now. Yeah, right. It was my first one and it was fun. So thank you so much for making it fun and easy. You're so welcome. Hey there. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Dory and hope you enjoyed my mock client acting skills. Maybe I don't know what they're called, but uh, um, more than anything, I hope you just enjoyed and got some good pearls of wisdom. I know for me that I did. For me, truthfully, I think having that conversation with the client and just wanting to serve them, but, you know, also just, you know, simultaneously thinking as a business owner and wanting to serve clients. That's something that I always do struggle with. And I hope that today's session has gives you some new ideas and gives you much encouragement. Dory mentioned a number of resources, and you can find that again at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 114. You know, the biggest thing I think that I took away from today's podcast conversation was the importance of the personal touch and that, you know, I don't know, I think I've realized this a lot with Selling the Couch, which is the importance of the personal touch, but 
more than that, I think the importance of strategically investing in your in our businesses, right? I think every like I feel like almost every actually probably every successful practitioner I've talked to, every entrepreneur that I've talked to says that you have to invest money into your business in order for your business to grow. And something like investing in a callback service, right? Or having a a virtual VA that manages or that, you know, takes those calls. I think that's just something like I think that's motivated me to think about for my private practice as well. So I hope that it does the same for you. As we wrap up, I just again wanted to Thank the folks over at Theranest for supporting this month's podcast episodes. Theranest is the affordable private practice management software for both solo and group practices. They have a ton of features at a very affordable price, so you guys should check them out. Some of the things include you get unlimited staff accounts, unlimited locations for your practice, no templates, you get storage. You can also do a bunch of neat things like submit electronic insurance claims, you can take credit cards, you can create invoices and super bills for folks that are out of network, like we had on the conversation today. It also includes things like an add-on client portal um, so that your clients can provide information and you can just do that very systematic, whether it's um, whether they can submit intake forms or any of those things or even schedule online. And they just have an outstanding customer service and support team that'll help us and that'll support us along on this journey. They hooked our community up with a really nice discount. So you can try their nest for free for the first 21 days, and then you get 20% off your order for the first three months. But you have to go through a special link just so that they can track that. And you can find that link at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thera Nest, all one word. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.